This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up? What's up, everybody? Ricky Whitmer here, along with the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And welcome in here to the Onside Kick here on Most Valuable Podcast. If you're downloading us from Blog Talk Radio, thank you for the download. If you are watching us on YouTube, hey, YouTubes, how's it going? You can see our wonderful faces. And we weren't supposed to be the video podcast this week. It was supposed to be the fast break. But I thought, hey, you know what? Special treat for you guys. Way to kick off the year. Yep, 2017. Onside kick style for 2017. And boy, do we got a show for you. I mean, this is Black Monday. You, you thought Black Friday was good. Black Monday. This is my day. Yeah, this is my this is day best. in the NFL. Chip Kelly's gone. Mm-hmm. Mike McCoy's gone. Oh, yeah. Gary Kubiak retired. He didn't get fired. He retired. And then we've got some playoff matchups to talk about later that we'll look into. But, Mark, I want to get right into it. We're going to start with the elephant in the room, the guy mm-hmm. that, I mean, we thought would get fired, but some might have thought he could save it. It was on the fence. Chip Kelly, no longer in San Fran. Him and the GM, Balky, yeah. are now out of town. I'll ask you this. Where do the four? Let's start 49ers. Okay. Where do they go from here? Uh, well, the 49ers, they have a big issue, of course, uh, with the ownership of the team, really seemingly not having a clue what the hell they're doing. That's what it is. I mean, this is the uh, the fourth year now. This will be their fourth year with a different coach. That's an issue uh, mm-hmm. in a row. So everybody is getting fired. I mean, you had Harbaugh, who did nothing but success for you. He brought you to... Uh, three NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl that they were literally a play away from winning. Some uh, some people like Dave Elster believe they should have won. I actually believe that that holding probably should have been called as well, or the offsides. Either one, take your pick. <laughs> um, but anyways, you know, they, they did really well with him. They get rid of him just for personality issues. Uh, Tom Sula was a joke. You know, Chip Kelly. Basically, the interim, not just when Singletary was fired, mm-hmm. but was also the interim when right before the Chip Kelly, when uh, 2015 yeah. happened. He was basically just the, hey, you're here, have fun. <laughs> uh, then Chip Kelly got hired in. A lot of people didn't like it because we had seen that Chip Kelly doesn't really work in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that works. Uh, and we can get into why Chip Kelly was fired if you guys would like that um we have plenty we of will. opinions on that we will. uh but really what it comes down to is they don't know what they're doing and they they need to hire a new gm and they need to hire a new coach but why the hell would anyone want to go there why would you want to be a part of this because you've just seen gm maybe okay i can understand why you might want to do it but they've shown that they don't have a good direction they don't know where they're going they have gotten rid of three coaches now they had i mean I don't think that Chip Kelly should have been hired in the first place, but he didn't even get a chance. Just like Tom Sula didn't even get a chance. Just like t- uh, John Harbaugh, or Jim Harbaugh, I'm sorry, when he was successful, was let go. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to be a part of this? The roster's a disaster. There's nothing. So for me, I just see the you know the dumpster fire continuing in San Francisco, if I'm going to be honest. I don't see much changing next year. Well, and with me, I'm looking at the 49ers.com, their own page. I found it funny, by the way, that they actually have a page that is basically, hey, here's what people on Twitter are saying about uh, our open vacancies. And 
We've got a few tweets that it looks like from Mike Rodock. He says that Anthony Lynn will interview with both the Niners and the Rams as mm-hmm. he explores outside options of Buffalo. It looks like that Josh McDaniels, Tom Cable, Doug Marone, Vance Joseph, these are all going to be guys that the Niners are going to begin their search with. And to me, I look from those guys, and I want to look at, and I hope I'm saying it right, Matt uh, Macchio of CSM, his tweet when he says McDaniels, Cable, Lynn, Joseph, and Marone. Really the only two out of there that I'm super confident with is McDaniels and Marone, both uh, having some head coaching experience. I know Tom Cable does too. And you could kind of say, well, Ricky was in a shit situation with the Oakland Raiders. That's what this is. Who didn't know, but that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what this is, a shit situation. I think the best option out of those ones that are mentioned in this tweet has got to be Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. However, the thing that's interesting, are the Niners going to look at the GM position and say, hey, let's get the GM first. That's what then, you should do. Then let the GM get the guy that he wants, much like a coach and a quarterback. And one of the things I really do like, it looks like in the GM hunt there's a few names, but the one that I do like is Chris Ballard, who is right now the director of player personnel mm-hmm. with the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are a pretty good franchise right now. Yeah, and somebody who's been considered quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, for multiple openings. You know, for, for the GM position, the the thing that scares me about the GM position uh, for the 49ers is that it really is starting from the very bottom and trying to, to work back up. I mean, this is 110% a complete rebuild so they got to get a lot of things right Mm -hmm. and ownership shown some issues uh when you had issues with a successful coach and personalities having issues it makes you kind of nervous i would think um but the thing for the san francisco 49ers really that i i wonder about is you got a guy like anthony lynn um who doesn't really have that experience. You know, you got a guy like Doug Marone who walked away from the Buffalo Bills because of the disaster that they were. So why would he want to be a part of this? You know, you got all these guys who I don't see a reason for them to go to San Francisco. The reason why I think that San Francisco is literally interviewing anyone who's willing to walk in the door mm-hmm. is because they know they're not going to be an appealing place. They know that they are the, well, I'm not getting an offer anywhere else. Let's give this a shot kind of place. Um so I don't know. I can't see much turnaround for them for that case because well, and that's why I say Josh mm-hmm. McDaniels because of oh, course I don't think he would well, want to go there either. I don't I'm not saying would want to go there. I'm saying mm-hmm. that if I'm a Niners fan, out of those names I'm kinda hoping for Josh McDaniels because he's a guy that had that same kind of a little bit of chaos in Denver with the whole Tim Tebow situation and actually mm-hmm. made it work. Actually got them slightly the playoffs he didn't last that long he got fired mm-hmm. um so i don't know if that really instills much confidence but he was young and now he's grown mm-hmm. up and he's had some more bill well, belichick yeah, time yeah gone to the patriots um but for me i'm like if i'm going for the absolute best team in the nfl and this is what's being offered up to me yeah no thanks a big issue for the 49ers too is for these head coaches i don't know how many head coaches want to go somewhere where they don't know who their boss is yet they don't know who the GM is yet. So why do you want to go to this place until you figure that out? Mm-hmm. But my biggest thing for any issue for the San Francisco 49ers, not to just rag on them all day, but what is the piece that you're looking at that makes you excited? 
what is it on the roster? Is it the opportunity? Because you don't know what the GM is going to be responsible for and if the GM is going to let you do things. What is it about this that might make somebody say, yeah, I want to be a piece of that? Well, and to me, this whole team, it's really if there's any, like, I just think of the team in my head, maybe Carlos, like, on offense, maybe Carlos Hyde Mm -hmm. is a young piece that you can say at least we have a running back. Of course, we didn't hear his name much this year than we did last year, but that could also be because Chip Kelly was also the head coach. Mm -hmm. But also the thing that I look at is the defense. There are still pieces on this defense. They're they're sprinkled. They're sprinkled throughout this entire team. Mm -hmm. But the main thing that this team does not have that they need is a quarterback. Yeah. They need a quarterback, and this was... This was the perfect situation for the 49ers in that sense because the everything that happened with Kaepernick mm-hmm. and then you have Blaine Gabbert and Christian Ponder behind him, none of those guys were going to be brought back to mm-hmm. be the start. Like, they are not going to be the they starter were long in term. For now. Yeah. This is the perfect storm of, you know what, we have a fork in the road right here. We can stay with Chip Kelly. We can let him pick his guy, then we're handicapped to him. Yeah, you know that you're going to have to rebuild from ground zero. Yeah. So just get rid of everything. So they chose the second round. Get rid of Chip Kelly. You know what? Bring in a new GM, bring in a new head coach. Let him pick the guy that he wants, Mm -hmm. and then we can move forward with that. Which, to me, I, I love Chip Kelly. Not so much in the NFL I you liked him better as a chip. college yeah. coach, and I think that he's a smart guy. He knows what he's talking about, but his, his stuff just doesn't. Like, his whole system mm-hmm. does not work in the NFL. And the big problem, too, is here you have this guy who's all about moving fast. That's what he wants to do. He wants to move fast. But a lot of times, moving fast for this team mm-hmm. resulted in, okay, we're off the field fast. Meaning our defense is back out there, and the defense doesn't control the pace. They don't get to get back on the sidelines yeah. really fast. So for Chip Kelly, he did not fit for what this roster had, the talent that was available. It did not well, work for him. And the big difference between the Oregon Ducks who ran it and mm-hmm. his NFL teams is running fast is nice when you score. Yeah. When you can run fast, end it with a touchdown, cool. Because, yeah, the defense is going out there, but we scored. Mm-hmm. When you run fast and don't score, then that's a bad thing. Because then yeah. you're giving the other side the option of, hey, now we can score. Which they, if you just look at some uh, stats for the 49ers, they scored one of the lowest amount of points this mm-hmm. year. They gave up the most points this year. This is one of the. This actually was the worst passing offense in the NFL. Really good running game. A really bad pass. It's just a recipe for disaster when you know, hey, we're well, moving really fast. Now we're getting our offense off and our defense back. You're not going to win games that way. Well, and for me, this will maybe transition into Chip Kelly before we move on to the other vacancies. But the thing with him that it's not really the style of play on the field that I think gets him in trouble in the NFL and why I mm-hmm. think he's because I remember when he came to the Eagles for the first time. I was very excited. 
you and Dave, because this was the time where the onside kick was me, you and Dave. Yeah, we got heated in that conversation. It was you guys were against it, and Dave mm-hmm. was all about he's going to get someone killed out there. It's not supposed to go this fast. I thought of it as game, not like game changing, mm-hmm. but one of those things where it's like this is something that is good change mm-hmm. for the NFL. Like when the Wildcats yeah. showed up. It will get defenses yeah. thinking. It'll bring a different, like, there might be things that coaches mm-hmm. draw from this, little bits and pieces. But the thing that I don't think works in the NFL that works in college is when Chip Kelly, and this was more so when he was with the Eagles, there were reports of this, yeah. controlling everything. This is what you can eat. This is your sleep regiment, your workout regiment, basically controlling it. During football mm-hmm. season, I control you. He was coach. He was GM. He was yeah. everything. He was Judge your coach. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. Older guys, guys in the NFL, not as impressionable as young kids coming out of college to where you can mm-hmm. kind of be impressionable on a college athlete to say, this is when you need to get to bed. This is what you need to eat. This is what you yeah. need to do. And he also had— Grown-ups are like, no, nah, I'll do what I want. He had a long time of developing that because you get new kids every year, and mm-hmm. you get a lot of new kids every year in college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Basically blank slates. Yeah, and the best thing about college football is after two, three, at the most four years, that player's gone. Mm-hmm. So you get that very— it's very easy that your second year... It's easier to build a culture. Yeah, your second year, at least like 30 of those players, all they know is you. Yeah. You know? Um, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. And to me, it's like Chip Kelly, sure, he worked that first year mm-hmm. uh, in Philadelphia. That was pretty good. But that was a pretty good team that was already built. For me, Chip Kelly, he needs to be somewhere where, yes, they're going to score points, but he needs to be somewhere where that defense is fucking great. Because he needs to get somewhere where if there's a three and out that took about 30 seconds, that's okay because our defense will get off the field. When your defense is this bad because they're going to be that bad when you, mm-hmm. they're out there all the time, uh, it's not going to work. And that's why Chip Kelly cannot be a head coach in the NFL. He cannot do it. It is not a job he can do. He was fine for one year, and every year after that it's been shit. It does not work for him in the NFL. He needs to be an offensive coordinator and accept that that is his role in the or, NFL. Or go back to college. Go back to college. And I think for Chip Kelly, he should go back to college because he likes control. He wants that control, and he is not going to be Bill Belichick in the NFL. So he needs to go back to college or accept that, hey, you know what? McDaniels is going to go coach somewhere. Maybe I can sneak into Bill Belichick's little tree here, and I can be the offensive coordinator. Or, you know, whatever team is going to lose their offensive coordinator this year, Maybe he can sneak onto one of these better teams and do it there. But I just can't see Chip Kelly being the guy who wants to take orders from somebody else. Well, and the big thing right now, and this is where I'll end up, the one kind of when you look on Google, one of the articles I saw said that it was asking, could the Saints be a good fit for Chip Kelly if he wanted to be a head coach? I look at that and I go, that doesn't fit your mold, Mark. They nope. do not have a great defense there in um, New Orleans. They do have the good quarterback who will score points. But probably not a quarterback that fits the Chip Kelly system. Exactly. Um, the other thing that I look at is this is an interesting time to where if I was the four, if I was Chip Kelly, I'm very upset with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Because if the 49ers knew they were going to do this, they should have done it when the college season ended. 
because then it would have given Chip Kelly the opportunity to say, hey, you want to go back to college more so? You want to go back to Oregon? Mm -hmm. Here you have the chance. Or at least tell him, hey, we're not going to make it public. We're basically letting you know we're going to let you go so you can, if you want to look at college jobs again, because to me, at this point where we are, most of those vacancies in college are gone. Yeah, they're gone. So he might like he might have to sit out a year. But here's, if he wants to go. To here's college. the thing: he's getting paid from three different teams right now. <laughs> three different teams are paying Chip Kelly to not coach. To not coach. Take a year off, man. Go golf. Enjoy or your go day. Be an analyst for like the Pac-12 network. Or, or you something. know what you can do uh, is take a page out of the Gary Kubiak book and say, "I need some time to actually enjoy the life with my family. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that." Because you're getting paid no matter what. You're going to be – you're set, man. Just enjoy that. Next year, I guarantee you there will be more openings in the college football world, and you can take one of those. Just take a year off. No one's going to forget about Chip Kelly mm-hmm. and what he did in Oregon. People are still thinking about that when teams would want to give him a phone call. Mm-hmm. He can afford to take some time off. Well, and this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below in the comment section – what you guys think? What's next for the 49ers? What's next for Chip Kelly? I know we didn't really mention some teams that Chip Kelly could go to. That's why I want you guys to come in. Throw us some teams, and maybe later in a future onside kick, we'll look at those teams for you guys. We're going to move on, though, into the San Diego Chargers. Mike McCoy no longer there with the Chargers. He's getting the boot as well. And this was one that Sean and I talked on, an onside kick that you couldn't be at, uh, Mark. Mm-hmm. I knew this was coming. I knew four games into the season, I knew this was coming. He's been nothing but disappointment for the San, I mean the San Diego Chargers. And you know, how many times can you blow leads? How often can you let your talent underperform? Mm-hmm. You know, eventually he had to go. This is just yet another case of really good offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator in other situations. So really great co- uh, coordinator, not a good head coach. It's really what it comes down to. It just did not work for him. He could not get the entire team to play at the level that they should be, which is a shame because Phillip Rivers is a great quarterback, and he could have gotten so much more out of him. Uh, he had two you know, 1,000-yard receivers out there. Uh, there are so many great pieces to the puzzle that is the San Diego Chargers, and he could not get it to work. Yeah, he definitely deserved to be fired. Well, and this was one where I'm looking at an ESPN article right now, this one from um, Eric Williams, and he's a staff writer that says that Charger players even expressed a dismay over the Mike McCoy dismissal. So this is a guy who was liked by the players. Yeah. He's a player's coach. That only gets you so far. But really it's how many games have you won for me lately, and this is – this or is a, in his case, really at all. Yeah, well, this is a job, too, where you got to think of some outside factors. One, Philip Rivers is, in some minds, regressing or just getting old. Is not going to be there forever. You have a limited clock right now on Philip Rivers. You need to use him properly. Number two, there could be a move to L.A. happening. What do you want? Do you want Mike McCoy, a non-winning Mike McCoy, to be the, it's like the Jeff Fisher situation. Yeah. A non-winning Mike McCoy to bring the guy you bring into maybe that stadium with Stan Kroenke and the Rams, or do you get a guy who can 
A, either be a face, like when the Rams, we talked about John Gruden, yep. or basically a guy like, I hear one of the guys that they're going to interview is Patricia from the Patriots, a guy with a winning culture who can hopefully mm-hmm. get you winning games for if you move into that stadium, boom, we have a winning season or two and we're relevant heading into L.A. Yeah. It's an interesting situation for uh, the San Diego Chargers because they had this good passing attack, a really good passing attack. The run game is not very good, which kind of surprised people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defense is not very good either, which does not surprise people. Um, so it's just an interesting thing here because, yes, the Chargers as a team are not necessarily that thrilled about him getting fired, but it had to happen. They are basically just relying on the talent of Philip Rivers uh, and his receiving weapons. Gordon's not getting it done in the running game like he should. Defense isn't stepping up at all. So they got to do something. Do they go defensive coordinator? Like you mentioned, Matt Patricia out of Mm -hmm. uh, New England. And I'm going to say the one article I did see on that is Mm -hmm. All22 um, website. I'm not that sure about, so take it with a grain of salt. But they're also talking about, uh, you know, talking about Mike Smith as well. Uh, Tampa Bay Dude, defensive he's, coordinator. He's, he's one I just saw, and you said defensive coordinator. And he was he's a coach that we haven't really talked about. Rams got mm-hmm. an opening. I mean, the Jaguars got an opening, and we totally didn't talk about Mike Smith at all. And this is a guy where he didn't do too bad in Atlanta. No. He just, it was one of those things where it's like, hey, you know, we got to move on. The time is right. And I mean, he actually you, did pretty well in Atlanta until things started falling apart. And you look at what this Buccaneer defense mm-hmm. has been able to do under Mike Smith, and you look at the pieces that this defense has in San Diego. The big one I'm looking at is, uh, is Mr. Uh, Mr. Shrug over there. And Joey Bosa, mm-hmm. you got him. You drafted Manti Teo, who you expect to be a piece in that linebacking core for years to come. This is a guy who can come in and work with that young talent and make them a defense built. I'm thinking him and Patricia have got to be maybe the top two because defensive-minded, you get Mike Smith, who's been a head coach before. But then Patricia, the thing I like about him is uh, the Belichick school. I hate that. The Belichick school. I hate that. Name me a Bill Belichick schooled coach that is successful. One of them have to be eventually. (laughs) I mean, Nick Saban's doing great in college. Eventually. I mean, one of them's going to stick. I mean, Josh Josh McDaniels wasn't terrible. Got fired still. Terrible. Got fired after really wanting that Tim Tebow. I mean, hang it. Like, oh, I mean. Tim Tebow got drafted in the first round because yeah. of Josh McDaniels. Yeah. I mean, that was more of – but the Denver McDaniels mm-hmm. thing was more of McDaniels liked Tebow. John Elway didn't. Yeah. And John Elway, it was clear he didn't like Tim Tebow. But Mike Smith is probably, to me, the go-to right away. Or do they go with a mind like, hey, you know what? We've got Phillip Rivers. Let's get someone – let's get someone like Todd Haley, who mm-hmm. had coaching experience, used to be head coach – of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. I think you kind of do. I would agree with the knows defensive the division. side. He knows I, the division. Sure. I really would agree with the defensive coordinator side. Get someone who specializes in defense because you have all these great pieces on the Chargers and that is on the Chargers offense, I should say. That is not what the what the issue is for you. Um, I wouldn't be worried about that. What I'm worried about is 
I got this older quarterback mm-hmm. and these weapons, but my defense is not stepping up. If I can get that defense to play better, if I can get a good defense out there, Phillip Rivers can get the job done. But this defense is falling apart. This defense is not good. They let games up and everything like that. They need somebody to inspire them, to really get them to play well. They need to, you know, I hate to say just draft you know, more defensive talent, but they really do need to draft quality defensive talent and build it all together so that way they can take advantage of these last years of Phillip Rivers because he really does not have that much left. He might not even want to be there if they mm-hmm. go to L.A. I don't know. But, yeah, they just need to get the defense solid and then let all these offensive weapons they have finally produce something. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is there, and this also plays into um, a report that Sean Payton and the Saints, the GM there, are currently still talking about Payton's future. Yeah. You mentioned before we hit the record button um, that the Saints are kind of sick of Sean Payton a little bit. Is there an opportunity where Sean Payton gets, a la Doc Rivers in the NBA, gets mm-hmm. traded to San Diego? San Diego, no. I don't see it to San Diego. Um, I wouldn't say that. I, I really don't necessarily know that he's going to get traded because they talk about it every year. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to buy it because they keep trying to sell it to me, and it's not it's not happening. So, no, I don't buy that necessarily. I think one of these other guys, whether it's a Patricia, whether it's Smith, you know, because this offense is scoring points. Just having that the defense is letting up a lot more points. So that's the big issue for them. They need to get that defense figured out. Um, and also, I don't think they're just – I just can't imagine the Saints really are going to let Sean Payton go anywhere. He's done too much for the franchise, too much for the city. Uh, I, I don't see it until he is necessarily like, fuck you guys, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, and I mean the thing with Sean Payton that is really going to be, to me, the hamper on him going anywhere – is when you talk about, oh, we're going to trade a coach, mm-hmm. what are you going to give up for that coach? Are you going to feel confident giving up players? Okay, which players? Is it just money that you're giving over to the Saints? What is going to be the compensation for the Chargers getting Sean Payton, which to me would be the biggest question. Before I move on, is there anything in this that uh, you feel like we need to talk about? No, I think that the biggest thing that the Chargers organization has really got to emphasize is that we have a lot of pieces. We need somebody who can give us those last pieces mm-hmm. so we can win now because they, uh, they're they not necessarily in the one piece away category, but they are in the we need to win now yep. category. So they really need to emphasize that there is pressure here. And that's the thing that's going to tempt uh, or maybe shy some coaches away of saying, if I get in here in one or two years, we are not boom, in the playoffs, there's a good chance I'm getting fired. So people might want to avoid this one. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you guys think. Who is going to be next to replace Mike McCoy for the San Diego Chargers? But we're going to move on into our last coach that is now eh, not fired. This one left on his own. I mean, this was one we know Gary Kubiak has had health, health issues. We know that He's had to step away before because of him. This was just one, hey, you know what? I got to step away. I'm going to enjoy time with the family, and the family is really concerned with what this job is having yeah. on my personal health. So surprisingly on Black, on Black Monday, I almost said Black Friday again, but Black Monday, 
Denver Broncos are looking for mm-hmm. a job. Does Josh McDaniels come back as the head coach of the Broncos? That's what I start you with. That's a big thing. Uh, and I do want to say, of course, <laughs> that, that Gary Kubiak, he's got four rings already. I mean, how many more can he expect himself to wear? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, for, for um, Josh McDaniels, Come back? I don't think I don't think he can. The man who fired him is still there. Why would you come back to that? Uh, is he a guy who could probably mentor a young quarterback? Hell yeah, he could. But once again, one of the big reasons he was let go was because of Tim Tebow. John Elway wants nothing to do with this. He does not want that to be anywhere near him. That's why a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who they have requested to interview, is a much better option because the thing about Denver is they like keeping it. Because you get his dad? Yeah, well, I don't necessarily know that they want his dad to be a part of it, but they like keeping it in the Denver family tree here. That's Mm -hmm. why John Elway comes back. That's why uh, they got a guy like Kubiak, who has been a part of multiple Super Bowl victories for the Denver Broncos organization. Kyle Shanahan, of course, brings the connection from his father, mm-hmm. who used to be a coach for Denver Broncos. So you have all this connection here. I think Kyle Shanahan makes perfect sense for what they want to do for these young quarterbacks that they have that they want to kind of let them develop. And he's been pretty damn successful in Atlanta. Well, and the thing that I kind of think about and I actually had to look it up really quick is one name that I looked at because I'm looking at a Fox Sports article and they bring up um, Joe Camillus, who is the special teams coordinator with the Denver Broncos because you were like, oh, keep it in the family. I'm like, okay, basically just move the guy up, like promote Mm -hmm. him from special teams to head coach. But then I thought to myself, who is there on the defensive side, Ricky? Wade Phillips, who has head coaching experience. However, there is a little bit out there that, I mean, I'm looking at profootballtalk.com. They have an article that says that, you know, Wade Phillips wants to stay with the Broncos, laments being unemployed, whereas Fox Sports, their headline reads, Wade Phillips hints he might not return to the Broncos. So this is a different situation of if you're looking to keep it in the family – very Italian mafia style. Mm-hmm. Basically, is Wade Phillips a guy you look at to bring back because of the work that he has done, A, with this defense, and yeah. B, he does have head coaching experiences with the Cowboys? I don't know if Wade Phillips wants to be a head coach again. I mean, it's a lot of work. A lot of responsibility falls on you, too. It's a lot of work. He is nearly 70 years old, he'll be 70 before the next season starts. Um, I don't know that he wants to go back into that. I think he is happy right now just as a defensive coordinator for a team that has a really good defense. Mm -hmm. I think he's set. I think he is satisfied. I don't think he wants to go anywhere necessarily. I don't think that the Denver Broncos are going to make him go anywhere. Um, What they need to do is get somebody else to come in that can continue working with these things. What they need is they have Trevor Simeon. They have Paxton Lynch. John Elway is happy with those two quarterbacks. John Elway thinks that the future is here with these two guys. So basically, they need someone any, to develop that. So basically, anyone who comes into that interview and says, "Yep, I like those guys," they're going to be at the front. If anyone yep. comes into that interview and says, "Ah, you know, I think that the quarterback of this team is not on this team," they're not getting hired. You need to come in and say, "Hey, you guys got the quarterback of the future, and this is how I'm going to work with him." 
That's what you need to do if you want the Denver job. And the Denver job is the most appealing job on the whole market. So then because the, and this is just me kind of working in my brain and kind of thinking out loud here. Yeah. Because you have a a stout, I'm going to say stout defense. Because oh, yeah. Because although I had this team at four wins, which I was wrong about, although I said this team would not make the play playoffs, ha, 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 I was right. This team has a great defense. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll say great defense. Because of that, do you go more offensive head coach to work more with the offense? Or would you be saying, hey, we got the defense. I want a defensive mind to make this mm-hmm. better, and he can deal with the offense. Make it better from for what? I mean, it's already one of the best defenses in the NFL. You got Wade Phillips there. Wade Phillips is taking care of that defense. As I mean, long if as he comes back, he says he's Well, that's what I'm saying. As yeah. long as Wade Phillips is going to still be there, you don't touch it. You get a head coach who you're pretty much letting them know you're not touching Wade Phillips. Let Wade Phillips do mm-hmm. what he's going to do. You know, you can chime in every now and then, but he's doing his thing because he is successful. Uh, really, I mean, the best interview you can do for this job is say, I'm going to work with your quarterbacks. This is how I'm going to do it. Wade's being very successful. I'm going to let him keep doing what he's doing. I don't want to rock the boat. To me, that's perfect. There are, to me, three coaches that I think about in my head. Two serious, one that's more con- more confined to rumors. Mm-hmm. The two serious ones, the first one, Kyle Shanahan, like you mentioned. I mean, not just the bringing in the family thing, but also look at what he's done this year with the Atlanta Falcons. Besides the New Orleans Saints, who, guess what, spoiler alert, that's the second coach I was going to say in Sean Payton. Yep. Besides him, those are the two best offenses in the league this year, so... You either bring in Kyle Shanahan or if you say, hey, you know what, we can make a trade with the Saints if they want to get rid of Sean Payton. He's a guy that I at least know for sure can handle being a head coach and work with a quarterback. Those are the two guys I look at. Another one that's kind of tied to rumor is if John Elway believes for this year that we cannot win with Trevor Simeon, we cannot win with Paxton Lynch, but he goes, you know what? One of these two, Morsel Lynch, could be the starter in the future. Maybe they go with a guy like Scott Linehan, and then everyone starts the rumors and they trade for Tony Romo to match up Linehan, who's worked with Tony Romo, with Tony Romo to win now while Paxton Lynch continues to develop. Yeah, and I don't necessarily know that just because... uh... John Elway likes what he has. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's against a Tony well, Romo. And that's the thing. Like you can like the thing that I look at is Trevor Simeon. To me, the clock is kind of against mm-hmm. just because he's a little bit older than a. He's not that old. Paxton. I said a little bit older. He's twenty five, so not a ton older. But to me, that's a you'd get a Ricky, few more. He's years. younger than you are. He's younger than I am. He'd get you'd get a few mm-hmm. more years. Out of a Paxton Lynch. But you have Paxton Lynch for a long time already. Plus, I think the potential, and this is me just Mm -hmm. speaking for me, I think the potential is greater with a Paxton Lynch than a Trevor Simeon. Like, I think that the Trevor Simeon we saw this year, the ceiling is not much higher. It The ceiling's a little bit higher, but it's mm-hmm. not much higher than what we've seen this year. Well, he Paxton, had some injury issues, too. Paxton Lynch, I think the ceiling is a lot higher than anything you might have mm-hmm. seen in practice, because it's basically, or that one game he played when Simeon was injured, neither of these quarterbacks are winning a Super Bowl next year. That's why I could, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver said, you know what, 
Let's go with a guy like Linehan, match him up with Tony Romo. Yeah, I think that... Or Sean Payton and match him up with Tony Romo. Yeah, or Kyle Shanahan and match him up with Tony I like, Romo. I like Kyle Shanahan the best. Um, I don't necessarily know that I like Kyle Shanahan because of t- or with Tony Romo. I don't necessarily know if I like that combination the best. Um, I like Kyle Shanahan because I like what he can probably get out of a young quarterback. I think he will develop them fairly well. But look at what he's been able to do with a veteran in Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Matt Ryan needs him to do anything, just like Tony Romo won't need him to do anything. So in that situation, it's kind of a... Very much like Peyton Manning and Gary Kubiak, <laughs> you let them do their thing, yeah. and you just kind of worry about the rest. I don't know. I think this Falcon offense, maybe it's just this year they clicked, but this Falcon offense has looked different. It looks great. This year. It looks amazing this year. And I put most of the, I mean, yeah, Julio Jones mm-hmm. and Matt Ryan are great, but I put a lot of the credit on bringing in Kyle Shanahan. I think he's He's the leader for the job. Plus, the thing that you got to think about, and this is Mike Shanahan said this when he was on the herd a few weeks ago. He doesn't want, like, he's not looking to get back into coaching. If anything, Mike Shanahan's the guy where bring me, bring me in to be the higher up. Bring me in as like the consultant to mm-hmm. kind of manage that, manage the coaching part, and not actually be the head coach. Yeah, he might want a front office type of job, um, but I don't know. You know, if you're just thinking about the Shanahan's and you remember Washington, that type of thing might Washington make you want to. Sh- it but it might make you show, want to avoid the, because the combo. The Redskins. It, it might make you want to avoid mm-hmm. the combo and say, "I will just take the kid. Let me just have Kyle. Let me take the kid. Dad's happy. Dad we'll br- did we'll quite a bit for us. Bring him in. You do. You do your thing over there. Stay on the couch. We're taking your son. I think that. Kyle Shanahan, to me, is the lead for this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if John Elway, if the mm-hmm. rumors started to rev up that the Saints are really, really, really If this time it's for real. ...are trading yeah. them, then I wouldn't be surprised if John Elway tried to make a trade to get Sean Payton and get a coach that he... That's the thing with Denver. He needs a coach that he knows can be a John Fox, Gary Kubiak... The last two since Josh McDaniels have been, they have been head coaches here and have been successful here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gary Kubiak wasn't, he got to the playoffs, but he didn't get he, to a, he had a good team for a while. Didn't get to a Super Bowl like John no. Fox. I was trying, that's a bash at the Houston Texans, by the way, mm-hmm. not at Gary Kubiak. But let us know down below what you guys think with the Denver Broncos. Who's going to be their next head coach? Who fits this job the best? We're going to move on into kind of the last two topics Kind of into one, but split up the playoffs. Playoffs yeah. start this week. We've got the Raiders playing the Texans. We've got the Lions going to go up against the Seahawks. Dolphins, Steelers, Giants, Packers. This, to me, is a playoff to where it's going to be interesting. And to me, the two most interesting games happen on Sunday. Dolphins, Steelers, because what do you expect from the Dolphins? And Giants-Packers. And I want to focus in on that Giant-Packer game. Because, Mark, I'm going to say it right here on the record. Whoever wins this game is going to win the Super Bowl. This is for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl Mm -hmm. is really January 8th at about 3.40 Central time. Yeah, um, not quite. I'm not going to agree with you there. Um, I think this will be a good matchup, and I think these two teams do have all the momentum in the world. uh, And without a doubt have the most Mm -hmm. momentum. Um, 
the the issues that I have with both teams is both teams are incomplete teams that are really just riding success at the moment. For the New York Giants, they're riding the success of that defense. That defense is awesome. They are great. But the offense is missing something, which surprises everybody because you get coach, uh, you get the offensive coordinator. McAdoo. McAdoo, you promote him up, and he's your head coach now. And everyone expected that Eli was just going to light it up. And he threw, you know, 4,000-some yards. So mm-hmm. he's definitely lighting it up, but not quite the same way as he did while he was the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. So we all expected that. For the Green Bay Packers, yes, sure, the defense has been stepping up a little bit. Um, but really, I mean, they had uh, they held the Eagles to 13. They held the Texans to 13, held the Seahawks somehow to 10. But then Bears put up 27 on them. The Chicago Bears, guys. The Chicago Bears with Matt Barkley put up 27 <laughs> points on the Packers. The Vikings put up 25 points against the Packers. And that's without an offensive line. The Lions put up 24. Now, the Lions, to me, isn't as impressive because a lot of that came in the fourth quarter. But still, this defense of the Packers. The Bears team not was, good. and Mike Rankin had said this, that Bears team was three turnovers of 17 unanswered points away from winning that game. Yeah. Those turnovers don't happen. The Bears win that game. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> Mark's but, like, I'm know, looking at third overall, baby. Yeah, I'm happy about third overall, man. You check out, you got to check out my mock draft on uh, mostvaluablepodcast.com and you'll see how happy I am about third overall. By the time this video is up, they will be able to it check will that be out. There. So look at it in the description. And you can see what missing piece I think that uh, will be added to mm-hmm. the New York Giants. Uh, but, anyways. You know, these two teams would be perfect if you threw them together. You know, if you took the defense of the Giants and the offense of the Packers, they are a perfect team. I think these teams will give us a great, fun matchup. And, you know, if we got to pick somebody, it's going to be the Green Bay Packers to mm-hmm. win this one, unfortunately. But they are riding too much on Aaron Rodgers. And I think the defense will disappoint the Packers when they have to go against the Falcons, when they well, have to go against a powerful and that, offense. And that's my thing. The thing that is easier to fix at this point in the season mm-hmm. is the offense. Usually what they say of defense wins championships is usually true unless it's Tom Brady, except when Tom Brady plays the Giants. Of that's course. how it goes. And to me... I'll be honest. I'll give you it right now. No spoil. Well, actually, spoiler because Huge I'm not spoiler. waiting till the end. Yep. I got the Giants winning this game, which means they I'm win the Super Bowl. I'm high on the Giants because this is a game to where, yes, the offense. I give it to the side of the Packers right now. Like this game when we were going through, and at this time, you guys can see it on my Twitter. I was going back and forth trying to decide this game because. It was basically who is going to win this game because the Lions aren't beating the Seahawks. So basically, whoever wins this game is going into Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I think both of these teams could beat the Cowboys. I Agreed. think for the Packers, it would be revenge. The Giants, they've done it twice. Yep, I agree. And this team, I think, could also go into a Seattle. Well, Green Bay would host Seattle. I think the Giants could go into a Seattle and win. And I think either of these no, teams... No, they wouldn't host Seattle. Seattle's the third seed. The Oh, then both of them would go into Seattle. Yep. Either way, both of them could beat Seattle. Both of them could go into Atlanta and win. Nope, disagree That's there. why I think that these two teams, whoever wins this game, to me, is going to make the run to the Super Bowl. The Packers, more so on, they've already run the table. They've been running the table since they've had four wins. Mm-hmm. Now they just got to continue it. 
the Giants, to me, that defense is starting to catch that stride at the right part of this season, Eli's going to get the mojo going. The playoffs are going to start. Eli's going to have Eli moments. And this team will be in the Super Bowl. My problem for, for the Giants is, you know, against the Cowboys, they can only put up 10 points, only 17 against the Lions. Only, they only, that's the thing. If the defense can keep teams off the board, the offense doesn't mm-hmm. have to put up a lot of points. I just think that Eli will mess something up. You know, in those last four, actually in the last five games of the season for them, they only went over 20 points once. That is bad when you're going up against Matt Ryan eventually, if you have to do that. Russell Wilson, if you have to do that. Aaron Rodgers, if, if you have to do that. But if you can keep those, you kept Dak Prescott and that offense with Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. that everyone was so high on. You kept them to only a touchdown. The Lions, who everyone's all crazy about Matthew Stafford and his fourth quarter comebacks, only kept them to six points. Mm -hmm. The Eagle game, Carson Wentz had a game. He had a slip up. But then Kirk Cousins, this guy who everyone's always going to drive him to the playoffs, he's playing for a big contract, only got him to 10 points. Yep. This defense, in order for the Giants to win, they have to be they what need leads to them be there. on. They need to drag and, Eli Manning into the playoffs, and that is what I am going on. Let's put it this way: they need to be they need to be 2007 Chicago Bears mm-hmm. defense good. Yeah, and Eli can be miles ahead of Rex Grossman on a bad day. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving that if if that Bears team could make the playoffs, this Giant or could make the Super Bowl. This Giants team could make the Super Bowl. No, oh, I, I think I think it's not a bad point. I definitely don't think it's a bad point. I just think that Eli Manning will let the team down, and Aaron Rodgers has played good defenses in the past. He has beat good defense. Mm-hmm. He has beaten this good defense this year. He's already beaten the Giants once. Yeah, week what was that? Like four. So it was early. And they weren't on this hot roll that they were on. Five. Fifth game into the season. But it's, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers can do it. The problem is just I don't know how long you can rely on Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not guaranteeing that the Packers are going to win this game. And this is very close to a coin flip here. But it's just I don't think that they can ride Aaron Rodgers the whole time. Just like I think Eli will not. Well, I should say Eli will let his team down eventually in the playoffs. See, but I look at that game like. The big thing, Aaron Rodgers was the one that threw, like, Eli didn't have, Eli, the only thing he didn't do was he only threw one touchdown. Mm-hmm. He didn't have an interception. I mean, yeah, he got sacked three Still times. Still let your team down, though. But I look at Aaron Rodgers, and he threw two picks in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he threw two touchdowns, but he yeah. threw two picks. I think that this game is going to come down to the Giants are going to win the turnover battle. Mm-hmm. Can they capitalize off but, of those turnovers? And that's what I'm saying, though. If Eli Manning can't do that, and they don't have their, you know, the best running back they mm-hmm. possibly can to help out here. And this then is, it's not going to do anything. And this is not going to be a blowout by any standards. Mm-hmm. This could be, and I'm glad this is the Sunday night game. This is going to be the best. Well, uh, people are probably like Ricky, don't make exclamations you can't live up to. I said that the uh, what was it, the Fiesta Bowl between Clemson and Ohio State was going to be. The best bowl hey, game that we see this if year. If you're a huge Clemson fan, it was the best bowl it, game. It wasn't that good of a bowl game. I am going to say, though, with confidence that mm-hmm. this is going to be the most exciting playoff game of the weekend. 
I think it'll definitely be fun. Going to be the closest. Going to come down to the last yep. second, possibly. But really, let's look at what the competition is for the weekend. This weekend's games. The Seahawks are going to blow out the Lions. I don't necessarily sorry, know it'll Lions be a blowout, guy. but it's not going to be it's that not going to be pretty. The Dolphins could give the Steelers a run for their money, and everyone's going to look at Houston and go, "Yeah, how's that? Uh, how's that contract coming, Brock?" Eh, He's I don't getting know. paid. He don't care. I mean, I I have not to not to go to full spoilers. I do have Oakland winning that game, mm-hmm. but that game's going to be a struggle to watch for most people. <laughs> I think a because, struggle hey, to watch. The Texans have a great defense. They really do. Uh, some some in the comment section would even say the number one defense. Some would say, uh, <laughs> and you know the thing about. Oakland is just, they got the good running game. Their amazing pass game is gone now. Mm-hmm. So people wanted to say McGloin could sling it, but McGloin didn't sling it. He got hurt instead. No. Yeah. And that's the thing that this Giants-Packers game is going to be, to me, the best game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's going to be that giant defense against the Packer offense. And it's really going to be on the other side. Which steps up more, this Packer defense or the Giant offense? And in that case, I am giving the advantage slightly to Eli in an Eli moment. And the Giants win this game and will go on to play Dallas because I do not think the Lions will win against the Seahawks. But anything that you have to say about this game, Giants-Packers. All I want to say is you guys might have seen it on Most Valuable Pod, the Twitter, uh, that the odds of the Giants winning the Super Bowl, 18-1. Just putting it out there. Perfect season. Three lies coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, ESPN had one that obvi- the best odds, I believe, to make the play or to make the Super Bowl and win it are the Packers. And the most money right now is being put on the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. So if you're looking at Vegas, but let us know down below what you guys think of this matchup, who's going to win, what's going to be the key factors, and is this going to be the best wild card game of the weekend? We're going to move over to the other side, and the Dolphins, Steelers, Raiders, Texans, we're not going to look at a single one. Here's what I want to do, Mark, to kind of close up the podcast. Cool. I want to look at these four teams. Yep. Raiders, Texans, Dolphins, Steelers, and I want to answer one simple question. All right. Which one of these teams can upset the Patriots and or the Chiefs? Well, to me, it's the Steelers. It really is the Steelers to me. I mean, they are the team to do it. Yes, I know Miami has beaten the Steelers before this Mm -hmm. season. I get that. But when it comes down to it, the Steelers score more points than the Dolphins. They give up less points than the Dolphins. The defense is playing good, though, in Miami. They are. They are stepping it up. But, you know, there is a... What is it? Uh, it's about seven game in a row now. Seven games in a row for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are on a roll. We keep talking about the Patriots. I mean, the Packers. We keep talking about the Giants. The Steelers are really on a roll right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know what they're doing. They've got a good running game. They've got a great passing game. Good, solid defense. They score points. They are going to be the one that really gets it done. And, you know... Miami's defense is good. I'm not trying to take that away from them. They have a good running game as well. The thing that Miami's going to struggle with, the passing game. That is not that great. Ryan Tannehill's not even over 3,000 yards this year, and he's going to go against Tom Brady. He's going to try and upset Tom Brady. I don't think that's going to happen. Because remember, as far as Miami gets, they're going to have to play 
the Steel. I mean, I'm sorry, not the Steelers. They do have to play the Steelers, but they're going to have to play the Pack. Uh, I am messing up, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to play the <laughs> Patriots. That is who they're going to play. They're going to play the Packers? Is that who you're going to say? Hell, if they get to the Super Bowl, they might. <laughs> but they got to play the Patriots mm-hmm. if they can get through the Steelers. And, you know, they've already lost to the Patriots, but Tom Brady can put up points. I don't think that Tannehill can put up those points. And I just like to look at how these quarterbacks will compete against each other. I don't think he can match up with maybe Alex Smith, but definitely not Tom Brady. I look at it this way, and I look at the first matchup I look at is that Steeler-Dolphin one because Mm -hmm. basically whoever wins that game decides who plays who in the next round. If the Steelers win, they know they are going to Kansas City. They could win that. They could win that game. Could so I'm going to say yes. It's possible. If Miami goes to Foxborough, I know there's that they've been the Brady killer, but not in the playoffs. I mean, Brady's a different animal in the playoffs. I don't know if the Raiders or even the Texans. I mean, the Raiders with Derek Carr. I would say yes. It's for sure they'd be able to win, even though most would disagree and say Ricky, but. The Chiefs have beat them twice this year. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't beat the Patriots in the playoffs. I'm going to go with the answer of no. I don't think, like, if we're talking chances, then yes, the Steelers. But if we are talking firm prediction, mm-hmm. will any of these teams upset the Patriots or the Chiefs? No. We are going to see the Chiefs go into Foxborough and play the Patriots. I agree. I definitely agree, and I know we have different outcomes of that game, but we both have the same AFC Championship game. Um, so, yeah, I think that the it's a one-two matchup here. It's mm-hmm. the Patriots, it's the Chiefs. I think they are the best team, but without a doubt, the Pittsburgh Steelers are knocking on that door. Well, they are coming in hard. And to me, it comes down to, yet, yet again, that Steelers and Dolphins, because although I think the Patriots could beat the Dolphins if they matched up in that second round, the divisional round, I give the Patriots the edge, but the Dolphins, it's one of those things where it's like you're a divisional opponent. Mm-hmm. You know this team. Plus, yep. we haven't seen an Adam Gase-led head coach team in the playoffs. If they come out and stun against the Steelers, it might be a different story. For the Chiefs, though, against the Steelers, it's much closer of a margin. Much closer of a margin. So, to me, out of the two Patriots and Chiefs, Although I like the Chiefs better, like meaning like if I'm rooting mm-hmm. for a team, I'm going to root for the Chiefs. Realistically, I think the Patriots are the stronger team to go to the Super Bowl out yeah. of those two. If we're just picking Patriots-Chiefs, mm-hmm. I think they are the stronger option to get to the Super Bowl, although my heart of hearts would love to root and will root mm-hmm. for the Chiefs over the Patriots. At yeah, that I, see, I see where you're coming from, um, and that's such a tight— tight matchup as much as Sean Anderson of course wants to say that without Mm -hmm. a doubt it's the Patriots because the Raiders aren't gonna Mm -hmm. like with Derek Carr maybe maybe they make a run they don't have Derek Carr they don't have Derek Carr that's the thing and you know Houston has a really good defense but they don't have a quarterback all right so they're done Brock DeCox an overpaid paperweight that's why it comes down to the Miami Dolphins and Pittsburgh Steelers. And like I said, as much as Sean wants to say 110%, the Patriots are just going to beat everybody and they're in the Super Bowl that and they're probably going to win it. The Chiefs is tough. That's a tough defense. Steelers got a tough defense. Hell, Miami's got a tough defense here, even though they've lost to the Patriots twice already. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it is not a sure thing. 
it is not a sure thing for these teams. I definitely think the Steelers can go in there and do it uh, and upset potentially either one of these teams. I don't see why they couldn't. I really don't because Big Ben can get it done. I like Todd Haley's offense. You know, when it comes to the running game, it is a good running game. Not the best, but it's a good running game, and they Mm -hmm. have a solid defense. It's just a solid all-around team where I look at the Miami Dolphins, the one flaw they have is the quarterback. I'm a little nervous about Ryan Tannehill. So I look at a well-rounded team, and then I look at the Patriots, and I think that the Patriots do have weaknesses on that team. I look at the Chiefs, and I don't think they have very many weaknesses on that team. So I do think that the Steelers could make an upset if they get there. If they get to play one of these teams, they can play the upset. Like I said, if we're talking about coulds, then yes, the Steelers could upset Mm -hmm. one of these teams. In the end, if we're talking prediction, will one of these teams go down to any of these wild card teams? And you, no, people can see it at Ricky mm-hmm. Widmer at the Mark Weber. You can see it on our Twitters. Well, and that's, there. and that's why I've been debating right now in my head is you guys are seeing this in the future, but I'm in the past right now. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I have the Patriots in the Super Bowl, and I have the Super Bowl being directed by George Lucas. It's going to be Patriots Giants three. Return of the Eli, Giants over the Patriots. Three lie. Or the three lie. Yeah. I, I just was going return of the Eli, return of the Jedi. Yeah. No, I get know. it, but he's he's about to crown himself three lie if he wins that one. <laughs> three I lie. don't have it happening, but yeah. Three lie, and he'll be able to sit at Thanksgiving at Christmas dinner and going, hey, Peyton, how's it, go- how's it going over there? I need three fingers to scratch mm-hmm. my face now. How's your pitiful two rings doing? <laughs> to my three lie. Mine are doing great over but, here. But yeah, that's what I've got. I've got the mm-hmm. pa- the only team that I can see the Patriots losing to are the Giants. That's it. The Giants are the Brady killers. They're the only team that I see this team losing to. If they play any other team, Patriots are hosting that Super Bowl. Do I want mm-hmm. that? Because no, I don't want Sean Anderson to be that happy. No one deserves to be that happy, right, Sean? Right, Sean? Right. Yeah, he believes as he's in, wearing his you know national champions cup yeah. shirt. As, I, as I'm wearing, this is actually the national, national league, league. Okay, not World Series. I have not. I'll, I'll say this: this is the first time I'm saying this. I have yet to buy a World Series shirt. Well, they're really cheap long? now. Yeah, they're really cheap. I don't even have the World Series hat yet, <laughs> so I'm still repping my National League uh, champions. But anything else you want to say about the AFC playoffs in general? No, not necessarily. Um, I definitely think this one is the more clear cut of the two Mm -hmm. divisions. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below what you think about the AFC teams, what you think about who has the best shot to upset and who will either the Patriots or the Chiefs be upset this playoffs. But that's going to do it for the onside kick. If you're on Blog Talk Radio downloading us, thank you again for the download. If you're on YouTube and have watched all our videos, thank you. For watching, if you're new, hit that subscribe button. Check out the other segments from The Onside Kick. I want to thank you guys again for either watching or listening. For Mark Weber and Ricky Widmer, as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.